Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi everyone, welcome back to Hospice Live from our Barangaroo Studios. You have tuned in for the call. 10 stocks picked by you. I put them to our expert panel. Let's bring them in right now. A lot to get. Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners up and about. Absolutely. Adam, I'm absolutely fantastic. And what a day today. Sandra's delivering. What a day today. Let's keep it going, everybody. Keep going. Sean Hickman, research leader, Market Matters. Sean, uh, great feedback from clients. Absolutely. I think I'll take it one step further than Adam. What a week, what a month. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic yeah. time. Yeah, what absolutely. Is it? Month we're up five or six percent or something. Yeah, I said to you on the show a few weeks ago, we were very, very bullish. The market's going to test new all-time highs. Yeah, I stick, yeah. I stick with that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would have thought Fortescue would be at record highs too? When considering all the doom and gloom around the iron ore price, it's one of the so reasons is there, isn't it? Yeah, market's underweight yet they're they're a cash cow paying bigger dividends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all got that iron ore wrong, that quote wrong from iron ore last yeah. at the start of this year. Everybody yeah. thought iron ore was going to go to not to zero, but certainly go you know sort of lower than a hundred dollars, and it's just defied gravity. In fact, kept our market pretty good. So yeah, it's great to see, and even BHP. Nearly nudging fifty dollars again. Yeah, it's a little bit scary when it gets there. But uh, well, yeah, I've got a um, a mate who's a fund manager who said all you ever need to do is sell BHP when it gets to fifty yeah. bucks, and then buy it back in when it's at forty, and you made twenty five percent year in year out because every year it just yeah. does that. It does. <laughs> you quoted to that me last time, and I think that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. Don't fight it; it works. I think yeah. this time it might pop through fifty. Oh, but there you go. Um, we've been overweight accordingly, or not overweight, market weight. And I think when it does that again, you take a bit off the top. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Just as we thought CSL was forming a new level at 307 <laughs> before it dropped to 230. CSL coming up this half hour. Be interesting to get an update from these two blokes on that. Uh, let's look what else we're going to cover in the first half hour. Uh, AGL Energy, Aluka Resources, Seek, Wes Farmers. And as I said, CSL. Uh, stock of the day, uh, thought we'd take a look at Elders, favourite amongst analysts for, oh, I reckon a year now. Uh, so a significant protest voted its AGM yesterday relating to remuneration. 63% of shareholders voted against the company's remuneration report, which was subsequently not carried. Chief Executive Mark Allison remains in his role. Um, Elders took a drubbing, everyone started buying in. Has it moved that much since then? Um, the the uh, um, revolt, if you like, yeah. against a remuneration report, does that reflect the angst of investors in this company? I think, in, yeah, well, I think investors should absolutely use their vote you know, I think absolutely right. And this isn't the only company that has had this first strike or second no. strike of remuneration report. So I think every shareholder should, if they're unhappy with the performance of the shares, and if we go to a longer chart, which we probably will in a second, you'll see the underperformance of elders over, over that time. 
you know, um, I, I think I think it's absolutely right that they can do that. Elders, though, on the other hand, it's, you know, we're going into a dry spell or a dry season. Obviously, there's been still lots of wet weather around at the moment. That will still probably carry through. There's that that full year chart, or sorry, that five year chart. You can see that underperformance. It certainly has. So I think it's fantastic that shareholders use their vote. To, to say to the company that they're not happy with the share price and hence directors shouldn't be paid potentially some of that that big salary that they do get for that. So I think that's right. Yeah, it's a tough one, Elders, at the moment. Um, I, I think overall it should do okay for the next year or so. I think the, the wet weather is still going to sort of stick around for a while, but we do know that drought is, is coming and it's going to be a little bit tougher. So we've got a buy on Elders at Shores. I'm going to stick with our analysts down here at sort of 740 um, I've, I've got clients in at sort of high prices at 12, so I'm hoping that it will rebound. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a bit of a tough one, especially because you've got the weather and then you've got management and <clears> then you've got so many other parts. But if you overlay the cow price, uh, the, ca- the, cow price the cattle price <laughs> on elders, it's pretty much not a one-for-one correlation, but oh, it does. Right? Yeah, it, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so you basically yeah, cattle prices moving to the upside is a precursor for elders to be moving or to the oh. downside. Because so cattle prices are awful at the moment, aren't they? Well, it's actually rebounded quite nicely, which right. is why elders as uh. and, and basically it is and and cattle's are only around about sort of fifteen percent of elders' business as such. But what it does mean that if uh, farmers are getting a higher price for their cattle they feel better off, hence they might go and buy some more machinery, they might do this, they might get And their farm goes up in value. And their farm goes up in value and things move. So watch the cattle price, it is a precursor to what the elders price will do. not know that. So you're learning something every day. No, no, because I've got a mate who's a cattle farmer. Yeah. And uh, like if he talks about the rain (laughs) one more time, you know, uh, we've got this group of friends and they've all sort of semi-retired to farms, all they do is talk about the weather. Anyhow, it drives me mad. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, at Christmas, he yeah. was still whingy about the cattle price. Yeah. So I thought it must have stayed down there. But no, it's, 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 it's sort of ticked up a bit. Christmas yeah. fight. Okay, Sean? Sounds like you got a pretty good insight to the elders' price, didn't you? <laughs> Without realising it. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, I've got to mention it to him next time I see him and go, oh, that's yeah, don't, don't whinge about it next time yeah, he talks yeah. about it. Just it, fingers on the pulse. Yeah, exactly. Um, elders is one that we did struggle with over the last 12 months. We bought it a bit early. Um, fortunately, not at $12, but whatever way you look at it, yeah. if you lose money, it's too early. Yeah. yeah. We got out. Um, which was a really good thing to do for a period of time, but of course it has bounced back. Yeah. Um, I just put it in the too hard basket around here. Um, do I think it will go up and down 30% again over the next 12 months? Yes, it probably will. So I'd call it a trading stock. I'd right. call it a neutral. Um, it's just in terms of a business with a forecastable return and earnings going forward, we've all talked about the weather already at length. You know, it's a bit of a, to- a coin toss. Yeah. I, I just find that's better places to have your money. But yeah. it will get too okay. far sold off again. It does tend to do that. All right. It is, it is a hard, there are lots of moving parts to it, but it's amazing after it got marked down, what about a year ago, so many brokers had a buy on it yeah. and it hasn't done much anyhow since then. There's a lot of people wishing they hadn't bought it. And sorry, Adam, I wasn't yeah. trying to... No, no. We wish we hadn't bought it. That, so we that, lost food, money. that food thematic that yes. everyone was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I call it the Macquarie Bank of Agriculture, which it is. It's got so many different areas, insurance and land and, you know, all yeah. of those kind of machinery. It, it yeah, is it's it's like massive. Ag LIC is like Yeah, that. and so it, it does, but, you know, 
instos they they didn't want to get in until when when all the conditions were perfect everything was right, right and that's when it was twelve dollars everything was going well and you know yeah we should yep. have listened okay all right <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people got burnt uh maddie wants a view sean on agl energy our oldest uh energy provider and uh one that's been sort of subject to shareholder tussles and board tussles over the last two years as it makes that transition? Oh, there's been a lot of that going on and I would just like to echo what Adam said before as well. I think shareholders should have a vote on both remuneration. I wish they had more of a vote on takeovers too. Yeah. There's been a lot of takeovers knocked back and the shareholders have been far worse off because of it. You yeah. know, so yeah. to me, a director's job is on a couple of levels, but one of them is to deliver shareholder returns. Yep. Share price goes down, you're not looking after the people that effectively pay your wages. Yep. Good point. Anyway, going back to AGL, we like the stock. We own it in our um, income portfolio. It's one of the rare companies on the ASX that are probably going to double earnings over the next 12 months. Um, we think that um, we were, we bought it near $7, in fact, below $7, but we still believe it's an accumulate here and we're looking to increase our position, even though it's well above where we originally got in. We mm. like AGL going forward. But it's pulled back from, from July, hasn't it? Exactly. As well. yeah. It's an accumulation buying opportunity in our opinion. Okay. Adam? Yeah, look, it's a tough one. Energy generation and energy retail. It's a really tough one, as we've seen with Origin. You know, yeah. the, it, it, it's, a, it's a very tough space. And you don't really have many other options. If you've got Origin or AGL, that's pretty much it, unless you've got Infratel, but it doesn't really sort of fit the sort of apples to apples. So I think for me, it's a hold. I've never been really, really impressed by AGL. Management has been really, really tough on this one as well. I think you know, obviously warmer weather is going to not suit them. They've still got lots of energy transitions that they need to do, this green transition that's, that's being pushed further and further out now, 2030 now, 2038. You know, we're sort of pushing the sort of can down the road and, and it's going to take time. It's just yeah. going to take time. And I think AGL is in the right space. It does have that green sort of tinge to it a little bit because they went out and did lots of advertising on it. But um, it, they've still got a long, long way to go. And yeah, I, it, for me, it's, it seems to be a little bit too hard. I prefer Origin only yeah. because I think um, they're under more under the microscope. They've got to make it work after that failed Brookfield takeover. They've got to make it work. Yeah. Origin Energy shareholders now are going to have to bear the brunt of that energy transition. They're going to have to raise capital. It's going to be it's going to be massive, um, but they they're under the microscope to make this work. So potentially there's a bit more heat in Origin, uh, and if they can do it, it would be good. So um, yeah, hold for me on AGL. Mm. It is an intro because all of the commodities that make up power and energy have all come down in price, but mm. our energy costs have yeah. they've come down around the rest of the world, but not here in Australia, and we're one of the biggest exporters. So it's a, uh, mo only a third of our power costs is attributed to the wholesale price yep. of, of wow. energy. The other two thirds is just making up for the horrible energy policy that we've had over the last 20 years in this country. And it's being invested in poles and wires mm. and power plants and the whole thing. It's outrageous. Yeah, and totally. Big companies like this have got to bear the brunt of it. Well, they're so, going to, aren't they? Yeah, to yeah. bring them back up to speed. Yeah. Um, all right, Lydia wants a view, uh, Dorsey, on Aluka Resources, the uh, uh, mineral sands Giant, massive zircon, zircon mine in Rutile. South Australia. Yep. Yep. Um, look, overall, I think this has been a really disappointing one and the chart's going to come up and you're going to see why it's been really disappointing. 
Um, they, their third quarter report was a little bit lower than expectations, so something that you've got to be sort of aware of. And certainly the Zircon market as a whole has a lot of global uncertainty around it as well. They did get rid of their pigment and their rutile, sort of that, that business, and that's now been sort of hived off. And they were now looking to, I think they were looking to move into lithium or something. They were moving into some other uh, commodity. Rare earths. Rare earths, there you go. So changing the, the, the scope of the business at probably the wrong time, I thought. But uh, for me, it's one that I don't usually invest in. So I'm going to say sell. Right. Um, and my point on the chart will come up one day. So you will see it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm going to say it's a sell. No, no hey, need to be there. Did the AGL chart come up? Yeah, it did. Uh, owns twenty percent of Deterra, which I okay. didn't realise the royalty, royalty business. business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the world's okay. best business. That is a good uh, business. Just gets a cheque from BHP and. Um, and you're on your way. Just a, just a bunch of accountants, yeah. Wouldn't you love to be a director on that business? Well, I'd, to yeah, do. <laughs> absolutely. Shouldn't get it wrong. No, Sean, what do you think on Aluka? Um, well, just like we got um, elders wrong before, Aluka, we've played it like a Stratovarius. We sold 11.70 and we've just sat back and said too hard, too hard, too hard for most yeah. of the year. Um, I think down around the $7 level where it is now, we might get a chart on this one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's becoming interesting. And so we're not buying yet. It's a lot linked to the Chinese property market, and they, they, it's starting to feel like it's as bad as it's going to get. Mm. So I wouldn't buy it yet. I do think it's going to get a trading or aggressive investing opportunity in the next three or four months. Ooh, okay. yep. um, so you know, I, that's why I put it. I'd put it in the cautious, neutral to cautious buy bracket. Mm. Why, do, why, why do you link it to the Chinese property market? Well, you've got a lot of situations with the with the use of the, the underlying materials they use. That's where they right. go out, and that's where they use. Like like so many commodities. Right, right. You know, so. Oh no, no uh, not AGL. We need a Luca. Rondo a Luca. But I mean, they, it was Very only much. earlier in the year that they suspended production of right. some of their main products. And yes. That's, you know, that's a horrible thing to hear a company do. But that's also. Right, creates a bit it. of a washout and why we have come right the way down here. Right. So I reckon, you know, I would say, and we're not doing this, if you were to start buying this stock every 20 cents it goes down, you will get another bounce like we had from Elders at some mm. point right. in time. Mm. Doesn't necessarily make it investment grade purchase. It's not in our hit list. It's not something we're looking to buy, but I think there's an aggressive buy. If you're so inclined, you could look at it. Oh, so dollar cost average sort of thing over the next month or two, put yeah. a billion each week. I think it would be a good trade at some stage in 2024. Mm. Watch this space, but we're not we're not that close yet. Okay. There are a lot of good things out there. This isn't one of them. Okay. Hang on. So what have you got us doing here? I said neutral, neutral to a very cautious buy, trading buy. Okay, trading buy. Right. So a hold, and the, hang on. So a hold with a trading buy. Yeah, yeah, a trading okay. buy. Yes. All right. As opposed to a selling buy. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm out. Done. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're sick of it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, our third stock. Uh, we're going to take a look at Sync. Robert wants a view on that. Sean, the big uh, employment platform with rising unemployment. Um, is that good for Seek? Um, well, we've been in and out of Seek a few times over the last few years. Um, the problem with Seek compared to stocks like car sales and REA, which they're often bracketed with, yep. is they are earnings are suffering from overseas expansion as opposed to improving with overseas expansion. So we've had a great run 
out of REA. We had an okay run out of Seek. One of the best things we did was sell Seek and allocate funds elsewhere. I'm going to call it a hold. Mm. Um, as a business, I'm, I don't mind it, but up around $25, $26, yeah. I, there's better places to be. Look at that eight weeks. It's gone from 20 bucks to 25 yeah. A lot of stocks to match it in that area. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole Same. real estate sector has gone up over 25%. Yep, yep. What do yeah. you reckon, Adam? Well, it looks okay here. I mean, but. You can look at that chart and you can see that sort of that top line at twenty six dollars. It's it's tried a couple of times and failed to, yeah. to go down. So there's probably a bit of resistance there that I think that you'd be a little bit cautious up here. So I'm with Sean on this one. This is a hold from me. I think that overall they do have some very good levers that they can pull pricing model platform unification discretionary cost management i mean you know all of these uh, things that they can drive performance i think right. is is something and 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 like car sales like rea they have these abilities to to move the platform to make things happen so that they can get the best out of it and they've been doing this for many many years i think with an appreciating aussie dollar it's better for them as well so mm-hmm. That, that is positive for them. But overall, I thought the, 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 the quarterlies that came out you know, a couple of months ago, the revenue was good, EBITDA was good. The business is a very good one and you can see why it's rallied the way it has. But I think you know, sort of that 26 bucks, I think would definitely yeah. be a hold for me or at least even then starting to take some profits. Yeah, because uh, what do you think of the theory that you know, over the last 18 months, if you wanted staff, basically, yeah anyone that had a pulse you would hire because there was such a, a shortage of labor Don't you think there. that's still out there like that now? Yeah, no, now that's changing though, right. and employers have got to go out and find people. Yeah. Do they, are they more likely to use Seek? Will that, will that Seek's play expensive. into it? Seek's exactly expensive. It's very, very expensive. My wife owns a landscape gardening business. She's used the Seek a few times and she always yeah, whinges no. about what it costs her. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. So oh, she goes elsewhere for the staff and she's well, like, they're not as good. LinkedIn's yeah. great. Well, gardening landscape people don't use LinkedIn as much. Okay, but, sorry. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's expensive. Right. You know, and I think that's, um, you know, if you're very in, in the right space, the right target market, I think it's got a really good place. It's a good quality right. business. Right. I mean, let's not knock it. But when you look at what REA's done over the last three to six months, it's been outstripped it numerous times. Mm. Right. Mm. So of the three platform stocks, this would be the the least preferred. Right here, right now, yes, but my right. view of similar to Adam is I'll be taking some off the table. We recently took profit in REA. Right, okay. Yeah, I think REA is probably the best business as a whole out of that, and then it would be Seek and then car sales for me. I think car sales is gonna struggle. I'm, I'm looking for a, uh, a car for my daughter. She's in it, we've got her L's at the moment, looking to buy one in, in a year or so. Really clunky getting around the website. Like right. it was really clunky, and I'm looking for a cheap car. Like I'm not looking for the expensive ones. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I've just found it really clunky. So I, yeah. So yeah, car sales would be the lower end for me on that okay. one. Those three. All right. Uh, our fourth stock. Uh, Adam Lucas wants a view on Wes Farmers, the uh, the big conglomerate sort of famous for um, uh, for Bunnings, famous for Officeworks, not yeah. so famous for one of the biggest lithium mines yeah. in Australia. Australian um, Pharmaceuticals. Australian Pharmaceuticals, yeah. that's right, recently bought Priceline. Yeah. So look, I'm always a fan of Wes Farmers. People might disagree with me. This is really much of a portfolio staple for me. Yeah. Pays a great dividend. These guys know exactly what they're doing. They've got surplus cash, they've got capital. They're a monopoly in their position, and that's Bunnings. It's definitely uh, something that I'm really, really uh, comfortable with. Bunnings being one of the highest margin hardware stores in the world. 
so look, overall, I think it's a, it's a great business. A little bit worried about Australian pharmaceuticals now with the merger with uh, Chemist Warehouse and Sigma coming through. They might actually pick up some stores, which might actually be quite good. ACCC is going to have a bit of a look at that merger. ACCC might say that they might have to sell some AMCAL and some drug uh, discount drug stores because they will be too big. They'll be pretty much 50% of the retail chemist market mm. uh, now. So I think Australian And then they have to fight the pharmacy guild, then which the is guild, probably so the which, most powerful lobby group in Australia. Absolutely, with the politicians, <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, I think overall, I think Bunnings will, will win some of that sort of market share through the, through the API business. But as a, a conglomerate, um, you know, you've got Solpats, you've got Wes Farmers, uh, you've got a couple of these sort seven of seven group, group that, that do this kind of stuff. I think these guys are the best at what they do. They understand discretionary spend, they understand consumers, and they're very, very good at what they do. So I'm always going to say it's a buy. I know that sounds silly, um, but it's a portfolio staple for me. The dividend is fantastic. And, you know, anything under 50 bucks, I am a buyer okay. of Wes Farmers. Sean, are you like, as like passionate? Uh, like, no, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Christmas, got to get the uh, spot. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. So, like Adam, I love the sausage sizzle, and I believe <laughs> the amount of money I've saved by going and taking my son for a sausage sizzle as opposed to the avocado breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It set me up for a holiday. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but on a more serious note, we recently sold West Farmers out of our income portfolio. It did very, very well for us. We believe up here, it's around all-time highs. It's pretty fully valued. So on valuation grounds, not on quality grounds, there are two very, very different factors here. Um, We believe it's a sell. We we, we prefer other space, other stocks in that sort of area. We still have Metcash, which is also wobbling a bit. Discretionary spending, it could be a problem. We saw with Metcash, the hardware areas are under pressure. So how much of an income portfolio do you have in this exposure, we, we took West Farmers off the table. Mm. Lithium, well, we all know that's a wild card. Um, how well are they going to tra- you know, transfer across and put the money in the bank? Yeah. Got, I, was, got- I was sort of making the point, everyone just focuses yeah. uh, on Bunnings and Officeworks. There's a hell of a lot more in West oh, Farmers yeah. than chemicals that people yeah. can it's understand. Huge. Yeah, chemicals yeah. as yeah. well, which don't. I don't know, to an ordinary investor, it doesn't seem to be... Well, it used to be coal. Yeah, yeah, valued into it. Yeah, but, you know, it's. Um, I think that it is, at some point in time, lithium will come good again, off of what level, we don't know. Um, it's been a very high one. Not many people picked it to drop 80% this year. No. Uh, we avoided it, but we certainly didn't expect it to come down here. There's a big yeah. difference between those two. I'd, yeah. I'd call that a lucky call on our part. Yeah. Um, so I think West Farmers is just fully priced. Quality business is fully priced. There's a big difference between the two. Okay. All right. We've... Do you agree with Adam? It's sort of a portfolio stock, you know, for a, um, an individual investor. You have these stocks like a Wes Farmers, like a Sol Pats, or whatever, yeah. that you just don't trade in and out of. No. Or do you think there there should never be a stock that you don't trade in and out? Well, of? we 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 run active portfolios. Right. Market matters, and we've had a great year and three years. So you know, we we lay our hat on our ability to tweak portfolios. Right. So. You know, we might go, for example, in BHP, we might own 6% in BHP or 10% in BHP, but we wouldn't be out of BHP because it's got a huge market weighting. Ah, okay, right. so we will do the same thing with some of these stocks. So we have recently cut West Farmers. If it stops, drops another 10%, we'll probably go back in. Right. We just think it's fully valued. It's a big difference. Right. So did you big... sell out all of West Farmers or yes, did we you did. cut back? We did cut out of all of West Farmers. Um, and time will tell how good or bad that proves. Okay. 
but it's it's up 15% this year, so yeah. it has outperformed the market tremendously. Yeah. It's yeah. paid some excellent dividends along the way. It is a quality business, but we sold out a CSL above $300, and that's a quality business. Yeah. Some stocks, it doesn't matter how good they are, get fully priced, everyone's long them, and they can't go any, you, you need you, fresh buyers to push them high. Yeah, and as you say, you can always come back in. You're not deserting uh, it. We, we've got no ego. We're very, very happy, or try to have no ego, I stress that. We're very happy to buy stocks at a higher price if we prove to be wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, for me, it, it is a portfolio stock. It, 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 it for the, uh, you know, we've got a lot of people that sort of just comfortable to own, you know, some shares. And it's always one of those ones where I don't get many arguments. Yeah. I don't get any issues when I, I sort of say to them, look, I'm buying West Farmers. You know what they do. That's Bunnings. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, but that's fine. Buy me some of those. That, that's all good. On and the other sit hand, and forget. Are, yeah. are, there, are there any sit and forget stocks? Well, I mean, like something like, a, well, I, I think Wesley's, yeah, definitely one of those. BHP, it's very hard. Commonwealth Bank's very hard to get people to sell them as well. Um, you know, if you don't have a trading portfolio and you don't have discretion over clients' portfolios, it's very difficult because they get emotionally attached yeah. to these things. And yeah. then, you know, no, my, my aunt gave them to me on my deathbed or something like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, I'm never going to be able to sell it. So I think that you know, Soul Pats is another one. It's it, it's you know, it's never had a, a, a lower dividend, or it's 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 always increased their dividend every half. So again, that that uh, that uh, um, it makes sense to retail investors that they should be looking at these things yeah. and not being so active. If you don't want to be active, if you don't yeah. want to be active, this is a great stock to be in because it has all of those those different parts to it, and it provides you a good safe investment. For the longer term, yeah. yeah, a good example you just mentioned that we're active investors, not traders. Yeah, um, very, very difference between the two. So yes. we will hold a core portfolio with two hundred, sorry, with twenty of the top two hundred for income or for growth. Yeah, so we're not going to walk about elsewhere. Um, but we don't own CBA. We sold out our CBA, and that's proved very, very good this year. We've got um, exposure to ANZ and Macquarie that have done far better. Yep. Um, but again. We're not going to walk away from having best part of twenty percent of a portfolio in the in the banks. Yep, yep. You know, it's just a matter of which banks at what point in time. What point? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stephen wants a view, uh, Sean, on CSL. So you sold out above three hundred dollars, yep. which proved a great move. Did you buy it back in at around two thirty, or no, did you be buying back in at this? When it, when it was around 2.30, there was a lot of stocks looking very good. Right. As I said, that we went overweight the real estate sector at that, that time. That's proven to be a fantastic trade, although we didn't get at the pointy end of it. I do stress yeah. that. Um, CSL, we put it in that hold basket. Again, it's a very good quality stock. Mm. It got over, oversold on all the worries about the Zimpic, which actually was, I think, a 7% of its business, Adam, something yeah, like that. It wasn't a big number of its business, but it was enough to, the sentiment was awful. We prefer ResMed to that sort of exposure around here. We feel it's further oversold. I like healthcare here. I think healthcare's right. got a good position in the portfolio. Which ones you choose? We're more at the recovery end at the moment. CSL is a very good quality stock. Um, what level you get into, you know, we got the most amount of pushback when we sold CSL. Letters in, emails into our from our subscribers of any stock, more than when we sold CBA. Wow, people yeah, hated right. us selling CSL, yeah. but it proved to be very good. We haven't had any congratulations yeah. emails. Of course, you haven't bought back in. We haven't bought back in, but again, we're at 97, 98 percent in cat. Sorry, in the market, we're right. fully exposed to the market. Right. So you got to sell something to buy it. Right. Yeah. So hold for you on CSL. Hold. Yep. If I had to say buy or sell, it would be buy. We're neutral to buy, but we've got it as a hold here. Yeah, yeah, but you prefer ResMed in healthcare? Yep. Still? Yep. 
I think Resmed certainly got further upside to go, yeah. as in as far as that Resmed got hit the hardest and then sort of now yeah. hasn't really recovered like CSL, like that chart. It hasn't really recovered as well as, as something uh, like CSL. But it, it really does come down to obviously the, the business and plasma collection is, is obviously one of their major sources. And then obviously with the Vi4 acquisition with that kidney side of things, that's where that is, MPIC side of things. And there's more talk in the press about uh, other wonder drugs that are going to help with kidneys and things like that. So, you know, it was a large acquisition at January this year. So biggest one of the biggest acquisitions, $10 billion, uh, has proven to be a little bit of a thorn in their side for the full year because I think that's really what sort of kept CSL share price at that sort of uh, uneasy level going forward. But uh, plasma collection centres have increased. They've grown 31% in the last sort of uh, in the last sort of 12 months, as well as then um, their at the end of the day, their collections have increased over time. So, you know, in America, that's how they make a lot of their money is that people collect blood, but they get mm. they get paid money for yeah. paid for it. So, um, those, those collection centres are going to be a real. Uh, um, uh, what am I trying to say? They're, they're the base for yes. CSL moving forward. Looking at that chart it's again. A, it's their bread and butter. Yeah, something. bread and yeah. butter is yeah, a yeah. better word for it. Um, so looking at that chart, though, it has had a good run. Yeah. I mean, it's been higher than here where it is. Like It, it has been higher. Everybody loves CSL. Is it a crowded, crowded trade coming into this sort of $300 mark potentially? But overall, I think for me, it would be a hold. I think it's had a good run. It probably is going to struggle closer to that $300 mark. So there's a little bit, little bit juice left in the tank. But overall, volumes need to grow and that Vi4 acquisition really needs to start working for that for themselves or paying so for like it. So like Sean, you prefer ResMed if you're going to- I think there's the more trade. upside in ResMed. Right. For the brave. Yeah. I think there's more upside in ResMed. I think it's a Even good example, David, of of a crowded trade, the yeah. washout we got in CSL showed you that everyone was long. Yeah. Everyone thought you can't go wrong in CSL. Yeah, yeah. Next thing you know, it's dropped 50, 60 bucks in the blink right. of an eye. Yeah. Um, it's not because it's a bad company, it's most definitely yeah. not a bad company, but if there's no one left to buy, shares can exaggerate yeah. on a little bit of bad news. Yeah. ResMed v Fisher & Paykel? Well, we, we still own ResMed, not right. Fisher & Paykel, so our right. preference is that, but it is a, it's been a very uncomfortable ride. Right. It's not getting us a very uncomfortable ride. Uh, they're still taking market share off Fisher and Paykel, uh, as well as Phillips with some of their product recalls. So that's still washing through. Right, right. But um, Henry Jennings the other day actually said to me, he goes, he, he said, oh, I've, I've, uh, I use ResMed. And he said he was talking to his sleep doctor. And he said that basically half of the people will try it for nine months and then give it up because oh. they're, they're, they get sick and tired of wearing the, the Darth mask. Vader mask. And, yeah. and, and now if you've got serious sleep apnea, like you're going to die kind of thing, you have to use it. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's essential. But if you just have mild sleep apnea and your wife's you know, getting sick and tired of you snoring so much, you use it a bit on and off and, and potentially right. some people will just stop using it over, over right. time. So right. it's still a very good business. Still very, uh, we still like it and I still think there's uplift there. But yeah, it's it, it's yeah, it's a bit of a tough one, Resmed. But um, okay, and who knows what's going to happen with these wonder drugs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, well, it's a real wild card. Uh, well, Ben Clark from TMS was on the Ozempic thing. He said that got to peak hysteria when one of the big American investment houses put a buyout on Delta Airlines because yes. uh, passengers would not is be heavy. as heavy 
um, so because they slim fuel. down. Yeah, yeah, would use less fuel and their bags wouldn't be as heavy because they would have had smaller clothes, you know. <laughs> and I, I called him out, I said, I'd call him BS on that. Yeah. And then he sent me through the research. Yeah, no, 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 it's uh, legit, absolutely. I could yeah. not believe it. Yeah. Absolutely. Was it, was it Jackie Morgan? I, uh, I don't know, but I've seen a couple of research reports yeah, it's, talking about it. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, only, the only way I personally think this whole wonder drug scenario will work out is if the governments do the maths and work out, hang on, if we can get the cost of diabetes down, we'll do whatever, leave, yeah. we'll pull whatever levers we can. Yeah. If you leave it to the overweight people um, to do it themselves, it's probably not going to happen. No, yeah. exactly. And the cost, are, and, uh, and it's an injection. Yeah. Um, let's take a look at the first five stocks. Uh, stock of the day, Elders, no from Sean, buy from Adam. Uh, AGL, accumulate from Sean, hold from Adam, prefers Origin out of the, in that sector. Uh, Aluka, a hold from Sean, but a trading buy as well. Uh, a sell from Adam. Uh, seek a hold from both um, uh uh, Sean would take profits at, at these levels, would seek. Um, West Farmers, a sell from Sean, um, a buy from Adam because he sees it as one of those portfolio stocks that you just got to keep in your in your portfolio. Uh, CSL, a hold from both, and both prefer ResMed in that health sector. Um, here on the call, we've been following our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by the investment committee. Go to the platform, you can see the December meeting. At that meeting, a fair bit happening. ResMed, uh, Car Group, Carset, now the old car sales, renamed Car Group, and Johns oh, really? Ling were among those put into the portfolio. Profits were taken on Wiz Farmer, so it's out there of the portfolio. Go, uh, RPM Global out as well, and MA Financial. Uh, and the portfolio is currently up about 16%. Uh, that dip a couple of uh, couple of months ago was because 10% uh, of the portfolio is in CSL, so that was really, <laughs> really damaging <laughs> for how it went. Uh, this half hour, we're gonna take a look at Argo Investments, Megaport, ALS, Samphire Resources, and South 32. Uh, Adam David wants a view on Argo, founded in 1946. What was the first, yeah. uh, first ever yeah, listed yeah, investment company yeah. on the market? So my first comment would be, why the hell would you want to buy this? Right, that's the first thing. Like, you don't need to buy it. Oh, um, Donald Bradman used to run it. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> when did he pass? Which he did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bit of history. What was he famous for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> playing cricket. Yeah. Uh, Look, look, you, you look, I mean, you look at their top 20 shareholdings, it's basically ASX top 20. You know, why would you want to do this? You could buy an ETF, you could buy plenty of other things that will track uh, the market or track the top 20, top 50 stocks. For me, I think, you know, it's, it's a bit of a waste of time. It doesn't really do much. I get a lot of clients that have it because it's historically it's yes. always in clients' portfolios. Yeah. But then they go and hold BHP, Wes Farmers, Woolworths, and I go, look, and Commonwealth Bank, and I go, look, okay, so you've got Commonwealth Bank, which is market weight, let's say 4%. You've got BHP, which is 8%, 10%. Um, and then you've got BHP, and you've got, so in other words, you're overweight, uh, mm. all of these big cap stocks. So you, people have got to understand that it, it, it it's not about the LIC, it's about the all the holdings inside of that. 
and what the MER is. And I don't offhand don't remember what the MER is, but I suspect it's going to be a lot higher than some of the uh, ETFs that are out there that you could just get yes. an index Definitely. fund with. 0.2, 0.1, they're all, they're all cutting each other's lunches at the moment trying to get the, I think I saw some the other day which has zero MER costs coming out from Colonial. So yeah, you could, you could find other ways to buy it. LICs traditionally now trade at a lower point than their NTA. And this has been a huge issue within the market. That's why Janice Henderson decided to walk away from the Australian Stock Exchange because they could never get their price up towards where the NTA is. And I think that's the issue with, uh, with with LICs is there's no market maker in there. And hence, you know, you think there might be a bit of an arb- arbitrage that you could sort of you know, move it around, but it, it just never happens. So overall, Argo, I would say, why would you want to be there? It's yeah. something that I would never do. I could always replicate a portfolio that they're doing anyway, um, or you have an ETF. So it would be a no for me. Okay, Sean? Okay, I would just take a little bit expand on what um Adam said there, in terms of arbitrage, you need a good deep two-way market to get in and out. Yeah. And you're not going to get it yeah. right. in these. So it's important for our listeners to understand that. Again, I have to 100% agree with Adam. Why would you buy this? You know, it's, it's returned 4.88% over the last 12 months before today's move. You know, you're holding the top stocks. We back ourselves to outperform the market. We've done that over the last one year, three years. Um, you know. I wouldn't be doing my job if I couldn't back myself to outperform the market. Yeah. They're, going to, they're going to perform in line with the market at best before you pay fees. Um, I've got to call it a neutral because I'm neutral to the market, I'm bullish to the market actually going into next year. So by definition, to say it's a sell means I'm saying sell the market and I don't right. think that's the case, but I see no reason to buy it. Okay. And it's the first stock I think we've agreed on. So yeah, or maybe CSL with yeah, yeah. the whole is it, is, it, is it a classic though, like, this has so much history, yeah. such a great brand name, that you've got to look at the people running it and go, oh, they got lazy. They just didn't move with the market. They, you know, Very well they put. put out ETFs or yeah. sort of diversified yeah. a bit or had an active version of it. Or Well, that's probably lazy, but very good way of putting it. They're, looking, they're, they're sitting back, they're earning good money. They don't want to take a risk um, on that income. It's probably the case, whereas if someone went in there maybe a private equity firm went in there and really gave it a shake, they might be able to take the, pl- the business to the next level. Yeah. Or, and that's the concern, knock 10% off its valuation. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Brendan wants a view, Sean, on Megaport. Now, everyone goes, oh, oh Megaport's sort of data centers. Well, it's not data centers. It sort of connects customers to data centers, does it? Uh, rather than you can't really compare it to NextDC? No, but I think... It's still a communications company. Yep. We're not overly keen on how well they've communicated what their, their path and what they've been doing to the market over recent times. And the stock's okay. been very volatile. If you go back, that's this year. It's been yeah. a great performer this yeah. year, but over the last five years, it hasn't. Mm. So as we said, there's lies, lies and statistics, and this is a case of you're making it look good here. Yep. Right. But you know, we love data centers. We're huge fans of them. Um, we think next DC, we'd probably rather play it through Goodman Group, the whole play. Um, MP1, it's not for us. It's a speculative right. trade, um, but we don't dislike it. So I'd call it a hold. Right, okay. Adam? Yeah, I'm gonna go the other side to that. I'm gonna say it's a buy. Uh, the, the only reason is, is that if you go to Telstra and wanna be connected to a data center or, or, or to do that, it could take up to three months. 
Mega Kapoor can do it in 30 minutes. Right. Okay. So they've been that they've been that disruptor inside of that uh, communications area where they can connect those ports. Um, ARR, so annualized revenue growth, has up by 36% in the last year. And uh, overall, that revenue growth has been flowing through because they've been able to raise their prices and, and do higher upsells going forward. So I think that that revenue growth is now starting to show in the share price, but that will then continue on. The reason why I say it's a buy, it's a little bit out, but 2025, this thing's really going to move. And so that, um, right. well, the ramp up in the revenue and the earnings that they're putting through now is really going to start yeah. to ramp up and you'll, it's going to take some more time to go through that. Um, favorable f- uh, foreign exchange uh, movements as well is going to help this business. So overall, yeah, I, I think it's it's a business that uh, had a need, it saw the need, it's come out. Bevan Slattery, you know, we've all talked about him many a time, but he, he did understand this business very, very well. Um, they have had a lot of problems, um, but I think that revenue growth is going to come through and will be a, a, a tailwind for the business going into 2025. So I'm going to say it's a buy. Okay, all right. The other side of the coin there is, and I'm just thinking out loud off the comments you made, maybe Telstra could bring that uh, 30 days down to 15 days. Yeah. It's about time they do something. Well, maybe they did, <laughs> but absolutely. But, but 30 days down to 15 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's embarrassing, that, isn't it? That's a, it's embarrassing. That's the word for it. That's an extraordinary discrepancy yeah. in in a sector that you think Telstra should just be crushing the competition absolutely. and oh, something absolutely. like that. You wouldn't get through to someone at Telstra in 30 minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be listening to music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. All right. Um, let's go to something completely different now. Adam Lockler wants a view on ALS, one of the world's biggest laboratory testing businesses. So a whole bunch of scientists and white coats. Yep. Uh, certification, verification of everything from commodities and minerals through to pharmaceuticals and food and beverage. So when when someone does a, a drill test or whatever that these explorers do yep. and they send it off Correct. to be measured, yep. These this guys is what they send it to. Right? And these guys are global. So they've got offices all around the world and especially where you're in, you know, sort of Africa. And because when you've got your, your samples, you don't want to be taking them and putting them somewhere else. They get lost. Yep. Uh, there's there's issues. And this used to be from all those market watches, Campbell's, oh. uh, yeah. which was one of the oldest. We were talking about oldest being yeah. AGL and, and a, 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 um uh, okay. Argo, this one uh, used to be Campbell's, and uh, ALS took it over and, and has grown the business. It hasn't been performing that well going forward. Um, overall, their profit—I oh, guess it's been okay—but um, yeah, overall profit is seeming to be quite good. Uh, commodities showing resilience, I guess. Uh, you know, going forward. But I'm going to say it's a hold for me. The only reason why I'm going to say this is that we just raised some money for a company called C79. And again, it's a disruptor in the space of assay results in labs. These guys, C79, basically, again, where this would take three to four weeks to get your assay results back, these guys can do it in in a couple of hours. And it's actually uh, field testing in the field. And it's Newmont's got a deal with them. Barrick's about to do a deal with C79. So there's some amazing stuff that's going on in that one. We raised $6.90. It's $8 something at the moment. It is absolutely killing it. And they are a disruptor in this space. And I think there is better opportunities for the disruptors 
than it is for the incumbents that are sitting there uh, doing their business as usual where they really need to pull their finger. So C79's had a good, you're biased of course. Yes, of course. Has had a, had a lead part. Yes. Still buying at, good buying at these levels? Uh, I, I got a little bit scared up here where they are. I got a little bit scared to be tipping fresh money in, but I think at any kind of right. weakness, absolutely, mm. there's major guys looking at this and they're, you know, like you've got the major gold producers around the world all vying for this now. I think ALS is, is, is definitely on the way out. Okay, all right, put that on the watch list, Sean. On the way out, that's a big call. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Especially when you've only called it neutral. You, yeah. can, use, you can use the word sale. I do, you're right, you're right. I'm a stockbroker though, you know. Uh, <laughs> I limited, did with a Luca. Limited vocabulary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, look, this is not a stock we've owned in the past, which is you know going back for a number of years. We yeah. haven't bought it before. It's got slightly choppy earnings. It's not really a stock which we like. Um, however, if we see a strong resources market, which we do believe is on the cards in the next few years, it should benefit should do okay. So I'm neutral. Right. Do I think it goes higher? Yes, the share price you had up before shows it. It's, it's flatlined. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's not what you want to see in a hospital. It's gone nowhere. But you know, I think it probably does go up in line with the resources, but it's not a stock you'd play resources through. Um, so I see it. We, we wouldn't be buying it. Wouldn't neutral. be in it. Okay. All right. Uh, next stock, uh, Samphire Resources. Sean, Gemma wants a view on that. The uh, largely focused on copper, um, which is... Um, everyone's talking about copper as being the hot commodity for 2024. Yeah, it's another, it's another one that's gone sideways a bit. We're bullish copper. Um, and when I made a call for my favourite stock for next year, it actually ended up being Samphire. Right. Um, we, we had a great and year. And since then, look at the pop that it's yeah, got. <laughs> but again, unfortunately, I've got to throw a bit of water on my own fire here by saying that a lot of stocks have done the same thing. Right, yeah, yeah. Don't bring that up, Sean. Come on. <laughs> but on a more serious note, you know, we, 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 lo- we were long Oz Minerals this year for the takeover. We felt Oz Minerals was a far better company than Samphire. Mm-hmm. Right. And I still think it is, or mm-hmm. was, and BHP is going to be healthier for it. Yep. But then when you look at our market for pure um, pure copper play, I think Samphire is the way to go. Mm. You know, BHP is growing its copper area. I think it's going to be 30, 35% next year. Evolution up above 25% next year. These are big, big chunks, yep. but they're still not getting priced really copper wise. Samphire is a copper stock. When China kicks into kicks the goal, gets the economy moving again, and I think Beijing will, they're pulling those targeted levers. They will still keep pulling them until it works. Mm-hmm. Samphire will go back above seven dollars. Um, so at these levels, I'm bullish, but I wouldn't be chasing it into seven dollars. Right. It's the resistance area, so I'm happy. I'm happy, happy long. to hold it. Exactly. Yep. So okay. I'm bu- I'm bullish, but we're we're long already. So seven bucks is a really key price for you. If I- pushes confidently through $7. Oh, I think it will, and I think we'll ride it. Because yeah. right. you got at the copper price, the copper price is down a long, long way because yeah. it's balancing. You know, you've got all these future uh, optimism about EVs. Copper's a very, very good play, player yeah. for EV production. I think that's four times more copper in an electric car, give or take, whatever the number is. Huge yeah. amounts of extra copper in EVs. But, you know, if the China, China is the biggest importer of copper, and the Chinese yeah. economy is still spluttering along, although you wouldn't think that if it was a case with iron ore. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So I wrote a, repeat, a piece this week for Market Matters when I was wondering when, with, when the other market would catch up with iron ore, and copper's one of the stocks I'd play for that, and Samphire is accordingly one of the stocks I think will eventually go, yeah. and you might see eight bucks plus. So, all right, speaking about iron ore, which hasn't really recovered that much, Fortescue at a record high. Well, it's right and up here, so- and we've been bullish iron ore all year. So right. I almost, 
interrupted you earlier today. We called it up towards the 150 mark for the last six or 12 months on the shows here. It's almost there, it's getting towards those levels. So I wouldn't be chasing iron ores as a commodity right. at those levels, but we're not selling it as well. It's one of the reasons I said before, and you, your friend agrees, yeah. BHP pokes its head much above 50 bucks, you take a bit off the table. Yeah. And we might go back to say 6% holding. Yeah. And that 2% might go into, whether it be a lithium play, if I'm being really aggressive, or into a copper play, or into a nickel play, it might go into another commodity. Right. There's a good okay. chance it will. Okay. Um, Adam, what do you think on Sandpire? So obviously Sandfire is, is, is doing well and, and, and rising tide lifts all boats. So, you know, it's, it's doing okay. I think overall you've got to look at um, the costs that these guys are getting out. And they're all in sustaining costs in, the, in US dollars is around $1.90 a pound. So it's actually sitting up okay uh, with where the copper price is at the moment. And certainly copper price has struggled as Sean has absolutely rightly pointed out. Some of the grades that they're getting out of some of their processing is around about 1.1.1%. It's not huge, that's not great grades, but anything, if you're looking at a copper play, you always look for something with a 1% plus on the exploration or on their grade for production, because that's pretty much where you need to be. Um, it does have some warts in this one. It does have a Spanish, I, I always get this wrong, Mateo, M-O-T-H-E-O. Uh, it's one of their uh, Spanish mines. That has always been a little bit of a, a thorn in their side. They're starting to get that to work at the moment. Higher energy prices in Europe have hurt this business uh, in the Spain side of things. So it has been sort of pushed them down a bit. But all in all, I think you've got to look at copper and you've got to look at where you want to be. And I think copper, we're all talking the same thing. Copper is definitely something that is going to be needed going forward. It's a future metal. So I'm going to stay with a buy as well on Samphire. I've still got a lot of clients in this one and I'm still really comfortable with it. Um, certainly BHP is a better way for a less risk adverse client to play copper. And if you really want a spicy one, Am I allowed to give a free, yes, free tip right. there? Yes, too right. Cooper Metals, CPM is the code. Uh, they came out with a company maker, 70 metres at 2% copper with a 20 metres in, uh, 20, in 20 meters inside that with a 5% copper. Um, Where's that mine? Uh, oh, where, where's that? Oh, it's here in okay. Australia. Here in Australia, yeah. okay. So, so it's not Botswana or Spain no, or anything No, no, like we're, we're lucky. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, uh, Cooper Metals is uh, that exploration play. Uh, it's going. It's in Mount Isa, so it's going through the wet season at the moment, so be careful because everything's going to slow down. Uh, but in the new year, that thing will start to rally again, and that's a company hole maker for that one. So exploration, okay. we were talking about production, but exploration, I think that's a really good little okay. play. Um, I like Evolution as a side yeah. play as well because we're bullish gold. Right. And it, it's yeah, got a lo lot of copper credits. And Evolution recently sold down after the raise. Yeah. I think the raise yeah. is, a, is a healthy People one. Hated them. Hated uh, the raise. market. Hated them for that raise. Totally. And it hasn't recovered yet. No. You look at Northern Star and you look at yeah. other gold stocks there. Rory, we own that as well. You know, we're heavily overweight gold, and that was very annoying to see that raise. It's like, yeah. come on. But at the end yeah. of the day, I still think in a few years' time, we'll all be saying that was an opportunity. Well, so evolution at these prices is an opportunity. I, th I, th I believe so. We like copper, we like gold, so yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, what about South 32? BJ wants to know, you know, it's copper is um, um, along Manganese. with bauxite, lead, everything. zinc. Yeah, I think you've got to look at where the, ch the chunky end of the earnings come from. And manganese, I think 7%. It's not yeah. a huge part of it. Right. We've been watching South 32 talking about it all year. And, and it keeps falling. Horrible. 
It looks, it keeps falling. We're and, all scratching our head on the desk. And we don't own we any, and we haven't out. bought it. We keep saying, no, we're pulling back our target. We're pulling back our target. I think the, the point is it has a lot of dirty materials in here. Well, aluminium is aluminium one of the and coal. Yeah. Aluminium right. and coal. If you're going to play coal, keep it simple, stupid. Be right or wrong and buy Whitehaven. Correct. Yeah. On your hope. Yeah. Um, so alumina for aluminium, slightly not quite horses and horses, but I just don't see the reason to play any of the thematics with South 32. So so from what you're saying, has it got too much in it? Um, you know, BHP's trimmed down to, what, a handful of, of commodities yeah. now and, and going big on it. Is South 32 too eclectic? I, I think you've got to look at the what's going to pull the earnings levers. Yeah. And what's going to pull the earnings levers for South 32, we would rather play elsewhere that, rather than with that company. To into a pure play somewhere yeah. else. And be right or wrong. Yeah. Adam? Look, I think overall the sector weakness has sort of dragged this business down. But overall, I mean, it looks like it's trading at attractive levels. And we keep sitting there in the desk going, we don't understand it, we can't understand it. And so the last sort of couple of weeks, we've, we've actually been cycling out of South 32 to buy to buy to buy PLS, to buy some lithium. I mean, they've both been going like this, but we can see that uh, lithium or PLS has now really started to move to the upside. I think it's a really tough one because BHP, you just mentioned it, but BHP obviously hived this business off. Mm. It was 32 companies that were south of the equator, hence why it's called South 32, and hence they've then rolled all those businesses into another being yeah, another business. Obviously, a lot in to do in Africa as well, or in that sort of area, which is obviously energy issues going forward as well. Aluminium is, is certainly one of those issues that it's, it's, it's been tough. I guess for the Brave, it does pay a good dividend, and it should, with this commodity, you know, it should start to move higher. But it's just we can't we can't work it out. It's one of those enigmas on the desk. We've got to think, keep thinking, you know, it, it just. For us, yeah, it's been a bit too hard is probably where I'm going to be. Right. If you've got it, look, I think you, you'd be okay to hold it. I wouldn't put fresh money into this one. I don't think you need to be there. Um, it's still sliding and it's still cheap, but I don't think it's cheap enough. So you've got to yeah. be a little bit careful. So I'm going to say it's a hold, not a sell. Right. I'm going to oh, say it's a hold. Okay. You don't say sell, do you? But no, well, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, I think overall it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I mean, too. there's a lot of stocks that are cheap and they're cheap for a reason. Yeah. And you mentioned you bought Pilbara. That's a fascinating one. I'm, I'm glad that we didn't buy it. We've watched that for a few yeah. times. It's had a phenomenal 48 hours. Yeah. But 22% of the Correct. is held short. Yeah. yeah. And if you've gone against the, the shorters over the last three years, you've You're got done. buried. Yeah. They've cleaned up. So 22% of people are happy to be short Pilbara. Okay. Which, it, which means they're saying... But it's ha- had a pop. Yeah. So, so a lot of those shorts will have to cover. The, no, they've, they've got to more. do 20 days worth of buying on the normal volume, just the shorters, to cover their positions. Not wow. anybody else, just the shorters. Wow. So it's 20 days of solid buying so to cover their business. Yeah, absolutely. Because you think the shorters will they be They have to cover. Out. They're going to have to cover. Lithium price down 70 80%. You're saying shorters are always to. right. No, I, don't, I didn't say that. <laughs> often. Often right. More often than not. Otherwise, they wouldn't yeah, yeah. exist. They wouldn't have a trading desk. I used to yeah. be a prop trader at Goldman Sachs, and I know that if you're not making money for the for the bank, you're gone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no um that's the simple as that it's numbers don't lie yeah so these guys are happily short okay. pilbara because it's a proxy to be short lithium correct it's, yeah. it's simple as that correct and i'm just saying that it's going to have some pops but yeah. one could argue if it pops 20 percent, which it probably has if you bought it well enough yeah you could even sell it and put the money back into south 32 and have a bigger holding yeah, yeah. i think it's a trading stock okay at the moment but when lithium turns it will double absolutely mm. okay absolutely all right um Earlier in the show, you were saying you're bullish lithium for next year. No, I didn't say no, that. No, he was. He was. No, negative. I was just no, you saying. You got caught down eighty percent. You didn't think it would drop eighty percent. No, I, I think lithium think? is. A, it's a fascinating play at the moment. Um, I just said to you before, my background is chemical engineering at university. Yeah. I can't remember that far back. But the point is, this is a chemical process. It is not a mining process. Right. Very, very different. Yep. People have massively underestimated how far lithium can get down, how quickly they can pull the levers. There's loads of lithium in the ground and they're going to get more and more and more efficient at getting lithium out of the ground. There's loads of it. So I think one has to be very cautious by calling them lithium anywhere near where it was three years ago or two Mm. years ago. Okay. All right. Good point. Uh, Recap the final five stocks. Argo, um, both Adam and Sean can't see any reason why it should be in it. Um, if you want an index fund, do an ETF. Uh, Megaport buy from Adam, hold from Sean, ALS, uh, a hold from Adam. Um, uh, Shaw's recently uh, backed a disruptor onto the market called C79, which they uh, prefer a no on ALS for Sean. Uh, Sandfire is a hold from Sean, likes copper and gold, thinks evolution is a better alternative to uh, Sandfire. Um, a buy from Adam and in the exploration area, Cooper Metals is one that you should have a look at. And South 32, a hold from Adam and a no from Sean. Dorsey, good to see you. Absolutely great to be here. Quite a week before Christmas, Thank Sean, you. as well. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I did say buy Sam Oh, did yeah, just Okay, all right. For Sandfire. Double buy. That's I got to double buy. Super buy. Super buy, your beauty. If you'd like uh, uh, us to cover any stocks you're interested in, go to osbiz.co slash callpicks or tweet us on X using at osbiztv as the handle. Stick around, the pulse is next. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.